Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. We've got a tremendous show for you today. It's one of my favorite topics and one of my new favorite people of all time. Um, uh, Rachel White is with us and uh, she is, boy, in reading your bio, and your all the things that you've done but i gotta ask you because i also did this too where were you a, a shoe salesperson for did i put that in my bio that's so funny uh bass <laughs> shoe which i think still exists in maine but i worked at freeport maine for bass shoe i was not a good shoe salesperson <laughs> i i worked for nordstrom oh that's um, so funny my dad was a uh executive with them and when i got out of high school he said well, there's no point in you going to college. Your grades weren't very good, so you might as well go to work. So <laughs> he got me started as a um, in the stock room, um, you know, uh, putting putting stock on the shelves and stuff. And yeah, then, then I got to be a shoe salesman, and I discovered very quickly. I was 18 years old, and I was trying to sell shoes to women, and I had never been around women in shoes in my entire life. I had no earthly idea what I was doing. That must have been a funny sight to see. It, it, it really was, and it ended up being a not a very good place for me. Yeah, well, learning experience, like everything. Yes, and so like, too. it was not a fun job. Let me just say that. Well, and now, were you a lady shoe salesman or men's or? It was or, like what? everything. Yeah, it was just a small shoe store, and it went out of business when I was at. But yeah, that was just like a summer job in college. Yeah, I learned I learned at that time that men and women think and are differently, yeah. especially around yeah. shoes. Yep. A guy will walk in and say, Okay, I like that. I wear a ten and a half wide and wrap it up for me and here's my card. Yeah, yeah. Different. And women say, I want to see this. Bit, see. They care a little bit more. We care a little bit more about about the type of shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. we yes, and and they want to see a whole bunch of them and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, we actually had people that would walk in and have $100 bills hanging out of their purse because they wanted to run the salesman for like three hours, knowing that they could pay. Yeah. Then they wouldn't. Anyway, so Rachel White is with us. She is, oh, gosh, you are a counselor. You are a coach. You work with with uh, spiritually minded people and and to help them to live the life that that they don't even know that they're capable of living until you spend some time talking with them and working with them and and uh um how do you find and because in your bio it also says spiritually minded people in your mind what is that well i think it's people who are just interested in in spirituality and interested in learning more about their souls and who they are as a soul their gifts um, they probably want to, you know, develop their intuition and connect with some form of spirit, whether it's spirit guides or angels. So, you know, not everybody's interested in that. So that would be, in my mind, spiritually minded people. <laughs> well, and the difference is, now keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going down a, re a religious road here. Right. We're going down a spiritual road, which yeah. is completely different. I'll give yeah. you an example. Um, I grew up Lutheran. <clears throat> and one of the things that they always preached was when you were born, your soul was created at that moment. Um, and so you're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah. a, Christ, 
You're crinkling up I your face. That. I didn't know that Lutherans say that. That's very interesting. Huh? They, they honestly believe that God creates your body and your soul and they're intertwined. Wow. And they're kind of the same thing. And that never, I never understood that. That never made any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but that's what the, and meditation is of the devil. I was in a conservative Lutheran. Um, yeah. Even meditation, because I know that in, you know, in the Bible, it talks about divination, you know, that that, that if you open up to, you know, doing psychic work, you could invite in, you know, the devil, or which is, I feel so absurd, because I'm pretty sure Jesus, you know, was psychic and was channeling and was doing Reiki and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, yeah interesting. he was. And uh, it's, you know, so this is a more about learning about how in my mind how it really is and uh and you've taken on a task um dr michael newton started it uh, years ago along with some others that they spent some time looking at um life between lives life um you know, our prior lives mm -hmm. i know that you worked with that as well because that can affect what happens to us today yeah. Yeah. what happened in a prior life and and yeah. stuff even though we have we come into this world with amnesia yeah um, exactly is by design yep. yep so that we don't go kill somebody who killed us two lives ago <laughs> right yeah or we wouldn't be able to even function because we because we remember what horrible things we just went through <laughs> exactly. or, yeah in like revenge or you know who knows what just carrying that stuff but yeah so, so one of the new things that you're passionate about is is working with hypnosis and doing life between lives. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I um, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist and I and I never thought I would be. It was not something I was initially I thought it was just, you know, hypnosis. It's this weird, you know, stage thing, make people look like chickens and all this weird stuff. And then of course I learned about really what and I, you know, hypnotherapy is like it's it's a therapeutic way to help people um, really connect with what's in their subconscious mind. And let me just talk real briefly about that, but because it kind of gets to the life between life, but, um, often when people are struggling with something in their lives, you know, they might go to therapy, which is really important and helpful and it definitely has a place. But when they find that they're just still not able to access whatever it is that's there, it's almost always because it's held in the subconscious mind. Just the other day, I had a client who was telling me that he had this underlying thought that said, that said to him, I'm going to die. Or I, what if I die? I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And there really no, there's really no like place, logical place that that, you know, that he hadn't had any near death experiences in his life. <clears throat> and so I was talking to him about that. That's if you can't, you know, often it is childhood where things can, you know, come from and these sort of beliefs that we carry these thought, these thought patterns. And that's a, you know, an obvious one. He could identify the thought, but often people can't even identify it, but there's just something that is a resistance. It's, they just feel stuck and they don't know why. And they tried all these things. And the reason for that is because it's deep. It's held in the subconscious mind. And, um, and often it's from past life. So in that client's case, um, I, we haven't actually done a regression yet. We actually did a womb regression or a child reg childhood regression and took him back to when he was um, in, he was a, pr a premature baby and only was born at one pound. And that actually, wow. the, and there was, the, so that was essentially a near death experience. And he picked up on all the worry of the doctors and his mother and 
all that. So anyway, so we kind of tried to clear that, but then, and I was saying this to him that we've got to probably go back further to a previous lifetime when you likely there was something where you maybe you did die or you were, or you were, you know, being, um, you know, somebody was trying to kill you or you were going to die somehow, or you were at the near death experience. And that's where that, if it's very recent lifetime or if it's happened multiple times in many different lifetimes, it can get embedded in our subconscious mind. So one of the only ways to access um, and clear that stuff is to get into subconscious, but you can reprogram through hypnotherapy, which is basically just, you know, telling somebody suggestions while they're in a deep state of relaxation, really in like the alpha, maybe theta brainwave state and their subconscious mind starts to accept it as truth. So I could say to him, which I have in past sessions, you know, you are safe, you know, just saying like your, your body is in good condition and you know, you're healthy and saying all these things to him. So he doesn't, so that sort of belief starts to go away. But, um, but anyway, but you know, what's what I, what I believe is when people have tried all the things, you know, often it's, it's the next place is, is getting into the subconscious mind, helping the inner child, clearing, like I said, reprogramming some of the thoughts and beliefs, and then going back even further to past lives. And then even back even further to when we're in spirit, when we can learn more about why we chose our bodies in our current life and why we chose our parents or they chose us and, and what sort of things we set out to learn in this life, um, which often are breaking patterns from past lives. And so just, I'll just, you know, you, you may know this, but some of your these people listening or watching, yeah, yeah, is that often past life patterns repeat in our current lives. So I'm, I often, I do Akashic Records readings as well. And, and often what happens is I'll help. Somebody says, well, can you connect in with the, to share a past life with me? And I'll, I'll share whatever comes up. Um, for that a past life image or scene and they'll say well that sounds like my current life and I'll say well yeah that's that sounds like what happened to me a similar thing that happened to me and I said well that's because your soul your higher self chose to have the same circumstances repeat maybe with the same people like oh I didn't go so well you know this person was really mean to me and, and instead of forgiving them in that past life I was trying to get revenge on them you know and I I just I, and I was in anger for the rest of my life. And so we're going to try it again. They're going to do the same thing again. But this time I have a new opportunity to try to forgive and let go. And so that's how it works. Every life, you know, so we were repeating or sometimes we're doing alternating. So maybe you say, well, let's, let's try it differently this time. Maybe I'll do something really awful to you or you, you'll do something awful to me and then I'll do something awful to you. So I know what it's like on the other side. Um, you know, just to have some sort of empathy and compassion. So anyway, it's past lives are so powerful. So what, a, but a life between life regression is where you, you know, I like to do what I was taught and I was taught in the Michael Newton style is to do a timeline regression. You take somebody back in time, back through when they were a child and they're really just relearning how to, to connect with memories. So childhood memories. And you go back to like, you know, even in, as a baby and in the womb and that you can actually connect in with the memory of a, of a baby and picking up on its mother's feelings and the baby can, there are memories in there of what people are saying around you. It's absolutely amazing. And then you go back further. So you can go back to the most, you know, to spirit to, you know, you're floating, you have no body. And then you can go back to the most recent past life. 
clear, you know, pick up on stuff there. And then from there, go back even further to when we're in spirit and you can, you know, and that, and I'll, and that's where there's all kinds of fascinating information. You can meet your soul family, you know, the people who are your, you're in your soul group. Um, often it's family members, but people who are really important in your life and who you've chosen to incarnate with to work on these lessons and they've chosen to incarnate with you. You can connect with the council of elders in the Akashic records and ask them all kinds of questions about soul purpose and why is this happening? Um, you can travel to different to learn about what planets you're from originally and go off planet and connect with your galactic family. And uh, you can learn about what you're doing in the spirit realm as, as part of our souls are still there. You know, we keep a percentage of our energy in the spirit realm. And so maybe we're studying um, actually when I, when I did, when I was studying maps, I was learning about topography of earth and looking at the, what animals are here. And like the, it was very interesting. I was, I was like, I'm studying topography, <laughs> but you know, you might, people might be studying music or they might be playing music or playing games and we're doing different activities where we're there. Um, and then the last place that they usually take people is the life selection place. As you may know from learning about Michael, from Michael, Michael Dutton, where you, where you actually it's a viewing room, like a movie theater, where you decide what body you're going to have and what's what are the qualities of that body and what are some, you know, you kind of get a snapshot of different, what that, what's that life going to be like before you decide. So you're going back and kind of um, revisiting what you, what, what you planned for this life and for this body. It's absolutely fascinating. It is. It really is. And, and by the way, I always recommend this book, Journey of Souls. Yes. If you have the opportunity, pick that one up first. And then if you're really interested in the, in take a deep dive into it, Destiny of Souls goes and goes even deeper. Yeah. Um, but it's, it really is a fascinating thing. A couple questions for you first, though. Um, I think that we all, if we're studying history or we like different types of movies or we like different types of clothes from a different era, um, is that coming to us because we liked it in we're part of it in a previous lifetime and it's kind of coming back to us in a, as an example i grew up fascinated by the battle of the little bighorn which is where custer was killed and 200 and some odd men and uh, i was fascinated with that and wanted to read a lot of different stuff about it i was i'm convinced today that i was there yeah sure. um and the, the, another one is uh, um, medieval. Oh, and or in executions, I was fascinated with crucifixion. So I and I've actually dreamed that I was being crucified. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, is that something that we bring forward? And and it's real subtle, but it's there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's that hundred percent. And I'm sure you were there. And it's interesting because my son. He's really interested in battles. He likes to read about World War II, but he's he was reading all about um, D Day, you know, and yeah. and he's and I and he said to me just the other day, he's eleven. He said, you know, I think I was a soldier in a past life, and I was like, I think you were too. And he he anyway. So um, yes, definitely. You know, we we the things that we're interested in or skills that we have. You know, one of the most obvious. Um, signs of a past life is a child that can just speak Chinese. And that's an American, you know, Caucasian child who knows Chinese. And how would that child know that? Because unless they're carrying a memory of, of, of being Chinese or speaking Chinese in a previous life. 
so absolutely you know we the things that we're gravitating towards that we're naturally interested in that maybe we don't really know why you know and even if we do know why maybe we live in that place but we where we've studied something but it's it's similar to what we would we carry certain qualities and characteristics between each life um you know we we take on sort of different personalities but there are still we have the same innate gifts that you know go on and on and on so for instance my husband's a musician and in a past life regression he's picked up on many lifetimes of being a minstrel you know so he's a minstrel right that's what came up as a minstrel and so he's been a musician i mean it's one of his gifts is music and he's um done that for you know he's also a carpenter and so he is always in past lives i remember there was one i think it's okay if i tell you this it was he was a blacksmith in a past yeah. life and so there's that you know he was always been working with his hands and for me i've i've done different things i was a writer in one and i was a farmer in another one i do like gardening gardening but anyway so yes it's really interesting how we can you know carry lots of the for good and bad things with us <laughs> speaking speaking of which there are lots of people that say why is this life so hard why does it seem like the earth is is the, the coming here is so difficult yeah it's by design isn't it it's by design and earth is actually a really difficult place to incarnate you know there's different planets at least i believe and and uh and i know that michael newton learned about this too from hearing people talk about being on other planets or being from other planets um there's many different you know beings out there we're only one humans but earth is particularly a challenging place because and Dolores Cannon talks about this too because we are so disconnected from source on earth we've been so you know uh just in ego and in um you know conflict and and separation and for thousands of years and I could talk that goes into like you know Atlantis and Lemuria and then there's the age of Aquarius and then we go through this we're going to this massive awakening you know 2012 but anyway, so there's, it's good that there's things, you know, there's positive things happening now. We're shifting out of that. But, but traditionally, because, you know, a lot of us have been, you know, asleep and not having our third eyes open and being in this sort of programming and these illusions of these systems of control on Earth, it's very difficult to incarnate here, which is why often it's so hard. And also we accumulate karma and karma has it goes back to past lives so you know if i hurt someone in a past life say i killed someone god forbid in a past life i'm gonna have to make up for that it's not that i'm being punished and not a religious thing but i'm but i act at the, when we die we go through through we go before a council this is again what i believe and what i've heard from many many people and picked up on uh, we go before the a council of elders in the Akashic records. They're they're robed. They're like old ancient beings. And some people, have, some clients have told me they feel like they're from other planets and they're representing different planets. And it's a very sacred. And this is basically the Akashic records, right? They're very sacred. It's a very place of reverence. And but it's a little bit intimidating because you're. It's like that like you you know judge little judgment. Not but it's self judgment. They're holding space for us to then you know, review what our life is like. So we have this opportunity to, we see all, like snapshots of the effects our words and actions have had on other people. And that could be very difficult 
because then we're seeing like how much harm we've done and we didn't realize that we hurt somebody in that way or we didn't when we took a human life you know we we essentially broke a divine law you're not supposed to do that um well anyway yeah i mean you're not supposed to do that so you've got to you've got to you know it doesn't mean there's i don't believe there's any hell that really the hell is and this actually goes along with a little bit of suicide i could talk about suicides too a little bit and actually if you want i can address that because i um some people wonder about that i actually had my mother's friend had um, ended her life early suicide and i actually had a dream with her and she was off she was telling me some things to tell my mother that my mother didn't know you know it was something with the bank that had that was that was what was bothering her this money issue anyway and but she was going off by herself in a rowboat out into the sea that's how i saw her and so i and i know and i and I, this is consistent with things i've read about too and heard about that that's what happens is that we you go through like a, a really after a really traumatic life if you were killed or if you ended your life early you've been a lot you were in a lot of pain so you go into this solitary time to kind of really just heal and reflect on you know, if, if for suicide, it's like you basically broke your soul contract and you're going to have to do it all over again. And, oh, man, that's such a bummer. You know, it's so it's really sad for that person to to realize that. But um, I think I don't know where else I'm going with this. But, you know, the life review is what is what happens. And we start to see the effects of our 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 actions. Oh, karma. So then we then we say, OK, I hurt somebody in this past life. So now I'm going to choose. A neck, how am I going to make up for that? So if I killed somebody, then maybe I'm going to have, they're going to kill me or they're going to do something to me. So I know what that feels like. Um, or I'm going to, you know, it's all about balance and understanding. So that's, so we, we do need to learn the lessons. And sometimes we don't, you know, sometimes it takes hundreds of lifetimes to really learn the lesson. <laughs> you know, and, um, because of my interest in this material and what you're talking about. And I was thinking to myself, okay, so there are other planets. And then, you know, years ago, they didn't know, they didn't have the telescopes that they have now. And now that they can, they're saying that there are literally millions of galaxies with billions of planets uh, throughout the universe. And, and it's impossible for us to even put our, our head around how many places there are that we could be or that other life forms that we could have been. And some of them, I'm sure you've done this. Have you ever been underwater and could breathe? Yeah, I've, yes, I've been on an aquatic planet before. Or I, I was definitely an aquatic being in one. Yeah. Yeah. So there are, there are lots of play. And also, you know, when we talk about um, Atlantis and other civilizations that came before, mm -hmm. well, this planet has been around for four and a half billion years. Yeah. Yeah. And so when a million years is a long time, a billion years is a thousand million. Yeah. So exactly. it's very possible that we have been here because the earth is a very forgiving place and it keeps regenerating itself mm -hmm. that we've developed cultures in the past destroyed ourselves and and re did it again and it could have happened three or four times within Definitely. that time span. yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of evidence i don't know how far we want to go down this but there's a lot of evidence <laughs> that humans are hybrid beings that we were um 
you know, from apes, but also from different, from other beings from other galaxies that merged uh, humans with extraterrestrial races to create um, what, who we are now. And there's all kind, you know, there's, um, you, you know, we see this in that some of like these giant statues of giants in the Middle East and, and all the account, you know, the interesting things, the stone circles and the pyramids, which are, I believe, you know, really more like activation centers. Um, and anyway, but there's, there's a lot. So in terms of, but the life between life regressions I've, I've, I've done myself, I've received, I've experienced myself and I've, I've done more for clients. People will, will um, talk about being on different types of planets. I think there was somebody who was on a really dry planet and she was, there was, she was like an insect and there was no water. It was like an insect being, but with more consciousness. She's like, it was like, we don't, I don't have as much intelligence, but I do have consciousness. And we had to leave our planet to go find water on a different planet. It's just so fascinating. Absolutely yeah. amazing. It really is. And, and even just the life between lives, when, as an example, we paint, you have this picture of their six to eight beings and they've all got um different uh, emblems on their chest yeah. and, which signify different things and their expertise in different areas mm -hmm. and they all come together and our first thought is oh crap this is a judgment and yeah. it's yeah. not it's right. it's a design to help us understand the things that we've been through yeah. and the things that we've done right and to help us to then to formulate what we are going to do to improve, because isn't the entire goal for us to become like them? Yeah. I mean, to, to become ideally enlightened, I don't think we could ever become exactly like them because they're light beings and they're on a different, like we're humans. And, and I don't think we could ever be like the, the, the council of elders. I think they've always been light beings, but we could definitely become like our spirit guides who, who were human and maybe, and we often have past lives with our spirit guides, but yes, I mean, ultimately we want to become in, in, you know, what, you know, some call enlightened or, you know, move past ego and, you know, transcend that lower self, which is what a lot of ascended masters did like Jesus or Buddha or Mary Magdalene or Muhammad, you know, some of these beings that are associated with traditional religions, but who did walk the earth and who, just exuded great love and in spite of some pretty awful things being done to them, they still, they, they were able to forgive. And that's, and Dolores Cannon talks about this a lot. Really it is ultimately forgiving and letting go and um, not, you know, not carrying grudges and all that stuff uh, because we can carry that, you know, with us from life to life. And it, and it ultimately is about, self-actualization you know learning you know often it is a certain lesson that we're working on and, and actually um i have when i do akashic records readings people will ask me what is my sole purpose and i over and over i'll hear different things like it's to set but to have clear boundaries you know like haven't had you know boundaries is what you're working on and they're like oh yeah well that makes perfect sense <laughs> they know or forgiveness and like well that makes perfect sense and they've because they've experienced a lot of abuse or it could be unconditional self-love and they have, they've, they've been working on loving themselves. So, and I like to say to people, how do you learn a lesson? Well, you often experience the opposite, but how do you learn forgiveness? You experience something so awful. It needs to be forgiven. How do you learn unconditional self-love? You really go through a time where you don't feel like you love yourself at all. And so you're, it's, that's 
part of the challenge. It's these little tests we set up for ourselves. <laughs> do you think that that when we do these challenges and we get to the other side and we and we didn't do as well as we would have liked to because when we get there we know what we set out to do and we know how it ended up and are do we forgive ourselves is there anybody over there going i'm going to judge you now and you're going to be i do know that from what i've read that sometimes our energy can that our energy body can get um can get damaged mm -hmm. and so there there actually are ways of of reforming and and re-putting our energy body together as an example if you were blown up in 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 the war or something sometimes your energy can be damaged yeah. and you yeah. can go through that but that's not a that is a very wonderful experience not a not a you're going to hell and damn you yeah. experience. and those so you know religions that say that you know the concept of sin and punishment and hell i believe those are all just ways to control people and to create fear which is a method of control because in the spirit realm, it's we're judging ourselves. That we're the only ones doing it. The, there, we have spirit guides that are go with the, you know, that are there. Often we have one primary spirit guide that is with us in our in in our lives, and often in multiple lifetimes. And they're there with us when we're in the spirit realm. You know, especially after we die. You know, there's somebody. There's sometimes deceased loved ones that will come greet us, but you, often it's a spirit guide that comes and greets us and brings us to where we're going. Um, <clears throat> And, and that spirit guide and the same thing with the council of elders, which is the closest thing to judgment that I think, you know, that we get to is we're going before these beings. And, but when you're there before them, it just, it's, they, there's just such unconditional love. It's hard. I've done, I've gone there so many times that it's such, it's emotional because they know you and they see you and they still love you. That's what's amazing is that you, you know, like, man, I, they know all these things I've done. I'm not proud of things. I never even told anybody these secret things in my life that I, that I thought, but they still love me no matter what unconditionally. And that feeling seen like that and, and held like that is just, it's very rare. It's the best way I can describe it is, you know, a really loving parent, like one of the best, most loving parents and the child, you know, breaks a vase a really expensive vase and so the child goes before their parent like I'm, i broke a vase and instead of being like you're so bad you know they'd be like that's okay you know you you what did you learn from that okay so yes you broke the vase okay um you know what why did that happen you know they're helping you work through stuff like what what was going on when you broke the vase were you running really too little fast were you being not really careful yeah i wasn't being very careful okay so what did you learn? What, did, what can you do differently next time? And then, you know, the message in the Council of Elders often, you were doing the best you could with the tools you had at the time. And because often we beat ourselves up and we, 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 we feel regret for things we've done. And we think, well, if I did that, I must be bad. And this is, this can be true even in the spirit realm in life between life regressions. We think, well, I've, I'm just, there's no hope for me. You know, I can never be, I can never improve. And that's where these beautiful beings, these council of elders will sit, you know, they'll, they'll share, like it's telepathic, right? That, you know, you are a, a part of light. You're a part of, you know, if you, some might call it God, you're, you're part of this source energy and that makes you whole and pure and perfect. So 
you're in the human body and you're working, you know, you're, you're always expanding and we're always expanding and improving, but we're also, we're, we're doing the best we can. And that's, you know, with, with what we know and the more we know, then we can keep improving anyway, which I think if people understood that it, we get to be so hard on ourselves, it could really make a huge difference for people. It could change the world. It, it could really change the world. Yeah, and I, and I got to ask you. I've never asked this of anybody that has done this type of readings before, but you've done them a lot, and um, and I I think that there's it's on somebody's mind whether or not they want to verbalize it or not, and that is this. You know, your spirit guides are with you all the time. We're in a human body. We have human needs, human desires. We do things as human beings. What do they think of? Do they do they? step aside when you go to the bathroom do they do they are they with you when you're making love does it or or having sex or being by yourself and doing yeah. I mean, right. how, how do they do that i believe i've never had anybody ask that question but i personally believe that so there's this thing called free will and um you know which is which can work for or against us, which is we have control over when we want to connect with our spirit guides and we want them to be with us or we don't. And so if part of us subconsciously just wants privacy, you know, we're, we're giving out those thoughts, like I want privacy right now, then they're going to respect that. And they're not going to be watching us, you know, because they know like maybe, I, maybe it would be like a cloak or a veil or it's like, okay, the door's closed. Um, so, you know, I think, but, uh, this can also work, and this is really common for a lot of people in the way that we don't want it to work because some, you know, a lot of people want to connect with their spirit guides or connect with angels but, or whatever. Um, but if they're thinking things that say, thoughts that think, well, I'm not, I can't connect with my spirit guide or I'm not psychic or I'm, I'm, I'm whatever, those thoughts, like I'm not, I can't, those are doing the same thing. Those are basically saying, those sorts of thoughts are, are saying, no, I don't want to. And so they're not going to come in and connect with us because it sounds like we don't want to connect with them. And so what I'll say to people is just flip that around and, you know, I want to connect, just saying I want to connect or I'm learning to open up. Um, you know, I think in extreme circumstances, guardian angels and, you know, well, especially guardian angels because they're there to protect us will intervene. It's not like they're not, it's not like they're not, they're not just, even if we say those things, they're still going to try to get through to us. But um, but they're, but they're going because, you know, we have, there's two major forces, I believe, as part of being human. One is the things we were talking about, soul contracts, fate, destiny, things that are pre-written in that are basically part of your soul plan for your life. Like things are major things that will happen, like, um, an accident or having a body that has a real sort of disease or something, a death, you know, those are things that are and part of the learning but then there's another side which is free will and then we have and then we have choices of you know we have different points kind of like you know stop points along the way and it's like it's like hiking am i going to go this way on this path or this path and that's how we learn because it's not all predetermined you know we can we have we have we'll be given endless opportunities you know to make um a better choice <laughs> like oh i'm i have that Similar situation happened before, but you know that choice wasn't so didn't go so well. And our guides know that, and our guides will kind of try to nudge us, putting thoughts in our heads, sending us people, like giving, helping us set up circumstances for us. Um, 
and but then we can we decide if we're going to seize the reins and take the opportunity and say yes to the job offer or if we're going to move to that place that we're interested in moving to or we're going to ask that person out that they're trying to help us connect with our soulmate but we we keep you know so there's always they're always going to be more opportunities so that's a little bit of a tangent but that kind of relates to what you were saying i think you're on mute kevin I noticed it went on mute just a minute. Now, I, now I'm better. Okay. I'm 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 glad that you went on that tangent because my thing shut down there for a second. Don't know why. Um, so it worked out. It worked out really well. But I wanted. To, I thought a lot about that. About what do they? Where do they go if they're if they? You want them in your life and you want them around all the time. I think they look at it like um, they're not human anymore, so they don't have human desires, and they don't have. And so they don't look at us the same way that we look at ourselves or look at each other. And so if they're around when we are um, engaged in, in, in sexual activity or something, I think they look at it like "Ah, that's a human thing. Right. That's their body suit, you know, and they do that. There is way, you know, people in spirit, they just, the way they like are, sexual or intimate or you know it's like merging their light bodies and I've, I've heard i haven't experienced this in a regression but i've heard it's just it's like one of the most beautiful sort of you can't even you can't even begin to replicate that oh, we can't we try <laughs> we can't so I, I gotta ask you when you're doing a past life regret or you're doing a life between life regression and there's a point in time when you get and they get to go visit their soul group yeah. Um, and these are souls that they've been with and they're very close to and they've been through thousands of lives together. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that reunion like for most people? Well, in the regressions I've done, um, usually it will. Sh- it's again, being in this life between life place, it's 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 fuzzy. It's kind of like being in a dream. It's not some people think, oh, I'm just going to see all these things. And usually it's it takes time to kind of tune in and focus in so often they'll see them as lights and just you know or colors usually there's colors and the colors can represent how advanced that you know advanced in spiritual development that soul group and yet is yes it sounds weird to say now you know this kevin but there are different sort of levels that people go through in our learning it's like being in school you know different grades um anyway but often there's people that not you know there's there can be like 10 or 15 members of our soul group where people that were you know it's usually our family members that are there that we're incarnating with them over and over again could be like a really a grandparent you had um that you were close with or some friends that you were really close with or even if you weren't close with them maybe you maybe this person was really challenging for you but they agreed they volunteered to play that role um and they're in your soul group and you're like what are they doing here you know <laughs> but they're there because they volunteered to help you learn by playing that role. The one thing I'll say is, you, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that just because they're in your soul group, that doesn't mean that they're with you your entire life. Yeah, it could be somebody that, like, as an example, a high school sweetheart who you were desperately in love with, mm-hmm. and then circumstances made it so that they couldn't be with you anymore, and yeah. maybe. And but they could have been in that soul group with you yep. because of the the love that you showed them, and then maybe you they leave your life and you don't see them until you go back. Yeah, and it's funny because I you know they say 
relationships are a reason, a season, a lifetime. And I really, I think that I like that phrase because it really is about a reason. You know, often we, I've had some relationships before my husband there. I, I felt really connected to this person. And, and I know that I've, I definitely had past lives with a few of these boyfriends, you know, and, but they, the relationship was there to help me learn something. It wasn't meant to be permanent. And it was, and so that I think, you know, yes, we've had different, you know, often we feel this deep connection with somebody and some people get confused because they think as soon as you feel this deep, intense connection, like that's the person I'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life. No, 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 no. You might feel that because you have a remembrance of a connection with them in a past life, but you may, you're, you may just be likely to be with them now because you're, you're resolving some unresolved karma they're there to help you learn something and then they're going to, you're both going to move on your separate ways. And that's not, that's that what you're working on in this life is not something that you're going to work with them on. It's just, you got to learn the lesson and then move on. So I'm going to bring up something that um, is going to generate some mail probably. So, so <laughs> if you want to email me, you can go to Rachel white at, no, I'm kidding. Now, have you heard of the concept of twin flames? Oh, twin flames. Yes, I have. Yes, I've heard of that. And I'm not going to make you comment on it. I'm going to, you can just kind of discreetly nod if you want to. And that is, I, and the concept, the current concept of a twin flame is it is the same soul Mm -hmm. that is split at birth. And then they spend their entire lifetime working to get back together again in a human relationship so that they can reunite that one soul. Yes. I'm here to say that's entirely bunk. Yeah. I've never seen that before ever. And it's, yeah, I've, I've never seen anybody experience that. And actually it's funny. My clients don't ask me about that. Yeah. It's not a thing. Well, and and see, the thing is, as I try to explain to people, okay, yeah. Your soul does not bring all of its energy with it. Right. It, it might take, it might bring 60% yeah. or 70% or somewhere in there or even less than that. But, yeah. but it doesn't, it, and so that part of the soul can stay up yeah. in at home. Yeah. So it continues to learn and develop as, and, and to watch it. And part of it watches over you as well. Yeah. Yeah. But if yeah. you are split in half and now you're 50%, and you're two fifty percent, and first of all, you're coming here with less than the energy that you might need. Yeah. And secondly, the other, the, all of you would be, if you left ten percent there, then it would be forty five percent, and then it's so it, 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 the math doesn't work. Yeah. To do that. And I don't think I. I mean, I think I have heard of occasionally people living um, parallel lifetimes, so incarnating in a few different bodies. At once because that, but it's the same soul in, you know, but usually it's different, you know, dimensions or, you know, but it's, and that's, and I think that potentially could be on earth, but I think that's extremely rare. Um, I've never seen it actually happen, actually happen that happen that way. What I do see is like people, when they go to their soul group, their soul mate, but the person that's right in front of them, the, the light, the, 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 really it's a light that's right in front of them is often their soul mate. And so it's usually like the person's husband or wife. Um, but sometimes not, sometimes it could be, um, in their current life, like their child or their, you know, who, who knows the sibling. Well, that high school sweetheart that, that, yeah, uh, right. exactly. that left 30, 40 years ago yeah. and you're, 
and and they had such a huge imprint in your life yeah um, that it affected it all the way through and that can also be karmic yeah and we're not meant to always be with our soulmates and something i think hold on a second all right somebody saw it's my car like how did somebody that my kid did that uh we're not always meant to be with our soulmates in this life i think you know often we are but sometimes you know there's something we're working on and it would be too much distracting if we were with our, our soulmate same thing with um, i have some clients who really want to have children and they're you know maybe it's not in their soul contract to have children it's just not what they're they chose um sometimes it is like sometimes it's often it is while well, they're working on learning this lesson and then when they learn it then they'll get pregnant you know but um but sometimes it's just not part of their plan so some those are things that come up too oh i'll bet and then then the cool thing is you'll take somebody through a life between life or a past life progression and then you'll turn it around and work to apply it to what they're doing today yeah. which is the benefit of those it's not it's not like you know oh i learned that that's cool i was chiropractic no never mind i i was i was um anthony in another lifetime oh um, you were gonna say cleopatra yeah. i was trying to say cleopatra <laughs> I was like, what is he trying to say <laughs> but but yeah. in, and at the end of the day none of that matters but what does matter is what is going on for with you today yeah. and how the and there are times i'm told from people that have that are like you that have been there that sometimes they'll say mm, nah, you're not ready for that information yeah yep that can happen i had a, i've had a regression where they went before this person was before the council of elders and they were saying they were telling she was asking questions and they were saying um we'll tell you not you're not ready for that yet and actually and so i was saying well let's ask them if they can share some information that you are ready for and so then they started sharing some stuff could have also been her own ego trying you know be a fear of receiving it but um but yeah that that can come up for sure it's it must be fascinating to do this work i wish i wish it, i had taken it, the time to, to learn it because it is fascinating and you know one thing i do i want to address what you just said though about people like how it applies to their current lives i know we're running out of time but um, but some people wonder, like, why do you care about past lives? Why? What's the point? Or even going into the spirit realm and connecting in with, you know, who you are as a soul. Why do you care? I think what happens is often, especially with past lives, is that we see that it's not just there's something wrong with us and that we have this, like, messed up brain and, you know, we just keep getting into these problems because there's something wrong with us. But we're just carrying something from a previous lifetime and and i and and once we relive that experience often or experience the emotions connected with often it's a trauma then we can release it a little bit more and we can you know um free ourselves from the pattern and and have a deeper understanding of why we are we seem to be like that and it, and so it's like oh it's because of this thing in a past life and so now i have an understanding of why it's not just that it's just problem that I just have that I can't solve, but now I see why now I can work through it. I can talk to my past life self. I can help them heal. Maybe they help me heal. And so it's this integration of the parts really of, of who we are as eternal souls. It's really, really healing. Well, you know, it's amazing to me. I hear a lot of people say, you know, I'm an old soul. Yeah. And, 
and the reality is if you listen to the work that people have done there really aren't very many old souls unless you unless you are a juvenile delinquent in the spirit world and you just can't get it right uh there aren't a lot of souls that have that are old souls that come here anymore because they don't need to come here anymore. Is mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think I have heard, I believe different things. I think there are some of us who have been here for many lifetimes and, or, you know, but maybe we've had many lifetimes. Maybe they all have been on earth. They've been on other lifetimes. Um, but that we've come back here at this time because we're needed to bring in light. That's probably you and me, you know, and, I've also heard that a lot of children, I believe my children are like this, they're, they're not, they're often from other planets and they're newer souls. So they haven't had as many lifetimes. And so they're, you know, the rainbow children, the, the crystal children, um, they're more pure and more innocent and they don't have all the karmic junk that we, a lot of us have accumulated. Um, so I think there's both, you know, it depends that there's some people who've had, you know, they, they have had many lifetimes on earth because yeah, they, they may be like juvenile delinquents. They've had a lot of stuff to work through. I, I know I had in a lifetime way back, I think I was doing some black magic, you know, and like, that's not cool. You can't do that. So I've had to like, you know, work through that and not try to control and manipulate other people. Um, anyway, but I think there are a lot of being people who are normally on other planets who are choosing to incarnate on earth to help bring in light. And, and Dolores Cannon talks about this, the waves of volunteers, you know, so, cause it's needed. We need it as much as we can, as much help as we can get right now. Well, you know, you, we've talked about a lot of things this there, by the way, Rachel Horton white is her name. She's got a book out. The name of your book is. It's uh, tools for the awakening soul, a guide to activate your intuition and uncover your life's purpose which is an important thing for all of us to learn and to know is what exactly is our life's purpose. But I, I, I've dispelled, I, I, I hope I've dispelled a few myths here today with your help. And, and one of which is, I think that uh, they don't care what it is we're doing in our physical bodies. I think they love us regardless. <laughs> and the other thing is that I've never heard anybody say this, but I'm willing to bet that on the other side, there's a great deal of laughter. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. And actually one of the things I pick up on for my own guides is they say, don't take yourself so seriously. Just have more fun. Like it's not, life isn't meant to be so serious. They definitely, they joke around. Yes, 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 yes. I, you know, at one time I was in a spiritual group and they wanted to take us back and to, to get in touch with our spirit guide and one of our spirit guides and and to and so we went into a deep meditation and then for some reason don't know why i started laughing and it was not my laugh it was another laugh but i did, wow. didn't have anything to say he was just joyful having fun and laughing at all of it and all of us and and yep. the whole thing and yep. i i really think that 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 that's how how they look at us and it yeah we get we take ourselves so seriously we get all worked up about things and you know i i like to think you know when all that this is just an act i'm just an actor in a play when, when i die who cares about any of this stuff you know nobody's i'm not going to care about any of that i'm just going to be floating around in my real home <laughs> you know it's john edward uh, you know who that is yes 
Yep, I know who he is. Uh, the psychic medium. He he has a saying that I really like, is and which is, uh, somebody will say, "Well, what about this? What about my body and stuff?" And he'll say, uh, "When was your last car?" And the and they'll say, uh, uh, "Well, it was a it was a Volkswagen Bug." Said, "When that Volkswagen Bug died, did you stay with it, or did you just get out of it and go get another car?" Right. Yep. That's an easy way to explain yeah. how we are. Yeah. We are not our car. We are driving the car, but yeah. we aren't that. And okay. so when our car dies, we go get another car. Yep. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like that analogy. That's a good one. I might steal that. You may, <laughs> you may, because because he was. I was. I was watching a show that he did, and a lady said my son passed away and and we forgot that he wanted to be buried and not cremated and is he mad and and john and john said well i can tell you after doing this work for 30 years nobody cares yeah he doesn't care about his body anymore yeah yeah it doesn't it, for him it's it it is uh it doesn't work anymore it doesn't it's not functional so it yep. doesn't matter yep 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 that's good. I like that. So I love talking to you. Will you come back so that we can do this some more? I would love that. It's so much fun. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> I, I want I want you and David to come back too. And David uh, Newcastle or Newhouse. New, 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 New Kirk. New yes. Yeah, he's great. I love listening to him. He's just really. Well, the, the two of you would be dynamic together, I think. That would be cool. Yeah, I would love yes. that. Well, and but I want to have you back, so I'll send you the appropriate links, and and we'll do this some more because there's so many people that I think if you believe that there actually is a fun, safe, home, loving place to go after we're done here, it would change your view of life. It would, yeah. And then there's a point, you know. There's a reason. It's not just all random. Yeah, it's not just random happenstance yeah. crap. It's it's the, the you are learning and some of the experience that you've got. Now I'm a little bit older than you, probably a lot older than you. And I, the way I look at it now is the experiences that I've gained over time, both good and bad, were there for a reason, yeah. and they were there to help me grow mm -hmm. to become the person that I am today, which is not yet the person I'll be tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And there's so, and, and, and you've had a lot of support. You know, we all have these loving beings that are with us. We don't, why do they not all come in and like fix everything? Because otherwise, how would we learn? You know, if we, if we were, you know, a child, I always use this analogy. How would a child learn how to build a Lego tower if the parent was coming in and doing it for them? They need to be able to try themselves. And so or that's. Yep. You know, or as some people do, you know, they, they, their kid doesn't get the math homework, so they do it for them. Right. Then they don't learn. So we have to learn so that so it can be hard. That's why it can feel hard. But we are always supported if we if we want to tap into that support and love. We sometimes have we do have to learn how to do that often, but it's there for us. And that just can bring such peace and and just comfort, really. Tell me if you think that I'm nuts, which you will. Yes. And, and that is I view my guides on the on the other side as like they're in a conference room and the conference room is has my name on it and 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 so it has guides that stay there 
because they're my primary guides. But then there are other guides like your guides will come in and they will they'll have a conversation about how they can set it up so we can meet and that we can do the things that we need to do. And then folks are coming in and out. So there could be 10 or 20 or I, I don't have, but they're all working in, in concert with one another yeah. for the best outcome for all of us. Yeah, I believe that too. I totally believe that, that we have, you know, like you said, we have generally one primary guide, but then there's different ones that help us with different things. I had, a, I met a few different guides of mine in my spirit realm experience who one was helping me with relationships with people. Another one was helping me with learning things. So yeah. And they do, they conspire to help us, you know, the, guide us so we can meet people and we can have you know be guided to the right opportunities and then we have our free will you know i could we could always say no but yeah and they they kind of nudge us along yeah because exactly. they they have the fifty thousand foot view yeah and we don't we're at the ground level and then they can look and say well you know if we do this and we have them go here right. and then right. we'll get there that's right. where we want to go and they're always in our heads. You know, some people think, oh, wait, I'm not hearing my spirit guides. I'm like, yes, you are. It's like, those are your own thoughts. You may think that it's, you know, not all the, the loving thoughts are, there, are, are often your intuition, your guides speaking to you. And we just don't always listen to them. We don't believe them. We just, you know, push it off. <laughs> and I'm, I'm also a firm believer that even that, that we come to crossroads in our life and we have free will. But we can decide which crossroad that we're going to take. Yeah. But depending upon our choice in that will radically alter where we go and what we're going to end up doing over time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, had one, I had one of those where I had a, a clear, absolutely clear choice. And I chose to do what was in my heart to do. And I ended up being an actor, uh, disc jockey. I met my wife, had my kids, all that kind of stuff because of that one moment, that one Very choice. Interesting. That's so interesting. You followed the path. That's great. And, and, and <laughs> that's the funny part. I had no idea. All I wanted to do was go talk to the drama instructor. And, and so I did that. And that led to all of these things that I had no idea it was going to lead to. Yeah. And, and stuff, but it was yep. the catalyst to make that happen. And it, exactly. And I think, you know, if you, even if you hadn't made that choice in that moment, you probably would have found another, would have been another opportunity for you to talk to the drama instructor. You would have been guided again, you know, like they're trying yep. to keep it's, you know, so I think that helps people like, Oh, if I made the wrong choice then I'm just, everything's going to go to crap forever. You know, <laughs> like, no, you're going to get another chance. I almost didn't meet my husband. I, I told my husband I wasn't interested in him. And then, and I, I met him somewhere and I was like, I told his friend, I don't, I'm not interested. And that was it. You know, that could have been the end, but no, I ran into him at the gym and then I ran into his friend <laughs> again. So they were sending. And I finally, when I ran into his friend, I said, what's Chris up to? And I, and it was, that was, that question was the question he called him. And, and then, you know, we, we came together, but they were guiding us together over a few different times, you know? So, so, so the lesson here would be at least from my perspective, tell me if you agree with this and then we're going to wrap this up because I want to honor your time but from my perspective is that had I made the other decision to not go and sit down with that instructor at that moment, mm -hmm. it would have gnawed at me. It would have been, gosh, yeah. I really wish I yeah. should have done that. Or you I, somehow it may have happened like in another way. You know, because you, but you could have keep fighting, like you could have endless opportunities and keep 
ignoring your heart and just saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. And so then it wouldn't turn out that way because again, you could be, but you would be given opportunities. And so that, and so some people, you know, they do, they're not, you know, making the choices that are for their highest good. And so unfortunately they're not seizing the moment, but I think we do get multiple endless opportunities to make the choices that are for our learning and our, and our, you know, highest good or for, you know, what we're supposed to be working on and learning. And, you know, with soulmates, it's like they're there to help us. <laughs> so we want to be with them so we can help each other. And uh, I, I've had that experience in my life where my father was ignored all the signs that of what he was supposed to do yeah. because he thought that he should do what everybody else told him that he should yeah. do. Yeah. And that's and so, yeah, and some people they live their lives and they're not happy because they know they didn't listen to their heart and and unfortunately they may not realize that until right before their death if then but then they'll get another opportunity in the next lifetime, you know. So and that's the beautiful thing about it. It's yeah. no, nothing nothing is complete until it's complete. Yep. Yep. By the way, Rachel Horton White has been our guest and go get her book, go to her website which is soulful work consulting.com you're 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 pretty awesome i gotta tell you oh thank you well i really enjoy talking with you kevin you you have a lot of knowledge like you could you don't need me you know a lot of this stuff it's really cool that you know that you that you have this it's just it's really exciting i you know i and i've reached a point honestly where it's not a matter of belief for me anymore yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of, I know. Exactly. Exactly. I sometimes will say I believe, so I don't, you know, tell people, but I'm like, I, I also know because there's so much evidence that you have, you see the evidence over and over. You're like, okay. Yeah. And but, you see it all the time and exactly. you see it all the time and exactly. you can ignore it. It's up to you. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I've, I've been in, in lunches and played golf with vice presidents. I've been driving a bus where a guy didn't have a buck to pay his fare. And what I've learned in all that is people are people and yep. we're all walking our individual lives for our individual purposes and to just the gospel, according to Paul McCartney, just let it be. Yeah. I love that. You know, because they'll, you know, because they'll, they'll get it and it may not be now, yeah. but it may be later and yeah. we don't know where they were. So this may be a quantum leap forward for them. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Everybody's in different rates of progress and not some people are ready for some things that others aren't exactly rachel i'm going to take a moment i want you to tell our audience anything that you'd like them to know um well just kind of like we were talking about you know just be gentle with yourself be kind with yourself um try to have more fun play let your inner child out and the if you do one thing after all of this i would say start quieting your mind just getting quiet and that helps you listen to your heart, listen to your intuition, which can guide you in any area of life. Super life-changing. I did that the other night, and it was really was kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, we, we always surround ourselves. We always have the TV on in the background. And we have music on in the background. We're always doing something, and there's always noise and stuff. But this particular night, the, the Mariners, my team. Yeah. We're getting shellacked again. And so I just turned the TV off. The lights were off and I didn't do anything. I just sat there. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. If you do that, yep. the, the things that will come to your, to your mind. Yes. 
Yep. You're able to listen to your higher self, listen to spirit. It's, it's, it is amazing. Yeah. Rachel Horton White, go to soulful work consulting dot com uh she's gonna be on again i i have to i want to have you on uh, kixie and kknw i want to shout to the highest rooftops because if more people got this we would be so much happier with each other absolutely yeah we would yeah so anything else before we go my dear just thank you thank you for having me it's been an honor and a blessing and a pleasure I Fun. And we'll do, and we'll do it again. I promise you. And and I learned more from you today than you learned from me. That's all I'll tell you. <laughs> I learned something too. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. And stay right where you are. I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.